asked. Well, happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Now, I've got no one in the room here to echo this back to me, but you can do it in your home. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. And that is what we are celebrating over this Easter period. The incredible price that was paid for us on the cross. And I'm sure you will agree that as we pause and reflect on that truth, isn't there just an incredible joy that we have? I am so grateful for Jesus. I'm so grateful because we are never without hope. Because of Jesus, we are never without hope. He made a way where there was no way. He is our light in the darkness. And that is what we remember over this Easter period, the incredible display of love that was poured out for us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. How do we know God loves us? How do we know that God is a loving God? How do we know that God cares for us? Because he gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ. This is how God so loved the world that he wouldn't hold back even his own son to save us. Jesus is the supreme revelation of God's character and heart towards you and I. Everything we need to know about God and what he is like can be found in the person of Jesus Christ. You want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. You want to know about God's heart for people? Look at Jesus. Jesus was the perfect representation of the Father. And I remember when I was younger, even though I had been blessed to grow up in a loving Christian family, I often struggled to understand and to fully grasp God's love for me. And to be honest, there are still times in my life when that is true. It can be hard to wrap our heads around a perfect God who could love an imperfect world. But in Jesus... I see a God who is close and not distant. I see a God who has faced temptation and overcome it. I see a God who heals and delivers. I see a God who restores people from the shame of their past. I see a God who gives second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. I see a God who picks me up when I stumble, who welcomes me home with open arms when I return to him. I see a God who desires to have relationship with his people at a personal level. I see a God who has made a way for me. That is the way God loves you. And we know he loves you that way because that love is revealed through Christ Jesus. And we sang that song before called Lion. Wasn't it an incredible song? You know, one of the things I love about that song is, is it's so full of imagery and references from all over the Bible. The Lion of Judah, Son of Man, the Lamb who was slain, King of Heaven, the one who was prophesied. All of which 
are talking about Jesus. They are all scripture references that point to Jesus because the truth is, is that the entire narrative of scripture is pointing to one man. The whole Bible is anchored around one person, one figure, one man, the person of Jesus Christ. It all points to him and what he came to do. Adam, the first man, and by his one action, sin entered the world and we experienced death. Jesus is the greater Adam. And by his one action, the world is saved from sin and he brings us new life. Moses, the one who delivered God's people out of slavery and provided them with the law, which was a feeble attempt to be made right with God. Jesus is the greater Moses who delivers us out of our slavery to sin and sets us free from the law that we couldn't hold to, provides us with the means to be made right with God. David, the king of Israel, the shepherd boy who defeats giants. Jesus is the greater David, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the good shepherd who has defeated the giant of sin and death and the enemy. It all points to him. It all points to Jesus. And you might not know all of those stories. That is okay, because there is a God who knows your story. And His heart is to graft you in to the story that He is working out, to give you a hope and a future. We know that that is God's heart, because we have seen it revealed in Jesus. And Easter is the climax of Jesus' earthly mission, where God himself would pay the ransom price for us, where God himself would step into the pages of history to set us free from our bondage so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That is the hope that we carry. As followers of Jesus, that is now our message. That is what your life testifies to. When people look at our lives, they are seeing a testimony of the risen Jesus. Just as Jesus was a representation of the Father, we now are a representation of Jesus to this world. And Easter is a special moment for us to reflect and celebrate what Jesus did for us on the cross, where he came to earth, died a horrific death on the cross, and three days later, on Resurrection Sunday, he rose again. And he did it for you. He did it for you. Hebrews 12 Verse two, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. He endured the pain, the torture, the agony because there was a joy set before him. There was a joy on the other side. It wasn't a joy to go to the cross, but Jesus was obedient to the cross because he could see the result that was on the other side. And that result gave him great joy. That joy was you. That joy 
was you. It was you and it was me. Jesus endured the cross because he couldn't endure the possibility of no reconciliation with you. Jesus endured the cross because he couldn't endure the separation that our sin created. God loves you. He loves you. And some of you need to hear that this morning, that God loves you. You know, there are some of you and you're listening to me right now and there is a lie that's in your mind that says that you are unlovable, that you are unwanted, that you are unseen, that you are undesirable. You know, I don't know your past, but I know the future you can have in Christ. You know, the Bible says we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have done all done things that we are not proud of. We've all done things we regret. I did something I regret earlier this week. I make mistakes all the time. But the thing that baffles me so often is that Jesus died for me Anyway, you know, Jesus is God. He sits outside of time. He knows all things. He has seen my life and and it's sum total. He knows all the things I will ever do before I even do them. Every step I will take, every victory and every mistake, he has seen it all. He's seen all my mess and my brokenness. Every time in my life where I will do things that are not right and yet for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He has seen your whole life and he died for you anyway because you were that joy. You are that joy. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but someone needs to hear that you are a joy to the Lord. You are a joy in the Lord's sight. I don't care how messed up you think you are. I don't care what kind of life you've lived, what things have gone on for you. Jesus knows. And for the joy set before him, for the person set before him, he endured the cross, endured the shame, endured the pain. He did it for you. He did it for you. Even had you been the only person on the planet, the Son of God would have died for you. You know, that is the greatest revelation you can ever have. When that revelation gets a hold of your heart, it turns your life upside down. You don't need to perform for God's love. You are loved because of who you are. You don't need to perform for his acceptance. You are made acceptable because of Christ. There is now a greater purpose to your life. Your life has a greater meaning. Your life can have an eternal impact because Jesus didn't just die. He is risen. He is risen. And without the resurrection, our hope would be misplaced. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, then our faith is futile. Without the resurrection, 
Jesus may just as well have been another in a long list of good teachers, moral people, and great leaders throughout history. But the resurrection showed that He was more than that, that He is greater than that. Through the resurrection, we see Him proven to be who He claimed to be, the Son of God, the Lion of Judah, the King of heaven, our Messiah. And through the resurrection, Jesus has secured His authority over all things. C.S. Lewis, the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, he puts it like this in his book, Mere Christianity. I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. That is the power of the resurrection. Jesus isn't just some nice idea. He isn't just a good teacher or a guide for a better life. He is God. And through his death and resurrection, he won the victory, conquered sin and death, and secured the way for us to be made right with God, to have our record of wrongs erased and to give us new light, life and to bring light into even the darkest of situations. If Jesus had stayed in the grave, we would have no hope but he didn't. He rose. He rose again into new life so that when we place our trust in him, we too are given a new life. You have a new life in Christ. He was victorious so you can be victorious. You don't have to continue living in your old habits and your old ways of doing things Jesus rose to set you free. You know, we're not promised an easy life, but we are promised a life full of the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know, my old habits don't go away because of my effort. They go away as the Holy Spirit transforms my life and leads me into His freedom. You don't have to continue living the same as before. You have a new life. You have a new perspective. You have a new spirit on the inside of you. You have a new freedom to live in. You might feel like what you're dealing with today is too much for you to bear, too much for you to handle, too big for you to change anything about it. You're right, it might be, but it isn't for Jesus. He has overcome. He has won the victory. And the Bible says that because of his victory, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13, draw close to him, lean on him, trust 
in Him. And this is what I've found when I come up against things in my life that are too big for me to handle, situations that are too big for me to face, insecurities, fears, situations that are beyond my control, you name it. Without Jesus, I am helpless and I am nothing. But when I fall on my knees and surrender to Him, when I cry out to Him and say, Jesus, I need you in this. Jesus, without you, I am nothing. Without you, I can't do this. In Him, I find my freedom. In Him, I find hope. I find resilience because He reminds me of the truth of what He has done. Because it's not my strength that changes anything. It is His strength working through me. You have a new life in Christ. No matter what your life looks like right now, no matter what has happened in your past, Jesus died to set you free from your past and he rose again to give you hope for a future. There is an empty grave so you could have a full life. God is not about to give up on you now. He's already invested too much. He invested his son and he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. God loves you. I hope you've got that this morning. If there's no other message you receive this Easter, let that truth sink into your heart. You are so loved by God. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And because of what Jesus has done on the cross, the Bible says we can now boldly approach the throne of grace. In other words, what was inaccessible because of our sin is now open because of Jesus. We can approach God with our heads held high. Not held high in a proud way because it's not about anything we have done, but we can hold our heads high in celebration and gratitude because Jesus has made a way where there was no way. And we're gonna sing a song in a moment and I encourage you to use this as a chance to pour out your gratitude for what Jesus has done in your life. To say, Jesus, I am so grateful again for the price you paid for me, that you paid the price I could never pay. But maybe you've been engaging today and as you've heard me speak, you feel there is a response that you need to have. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God. You wouldn't say that you know Jesus on a personal level. Maybe you once did, but as life has gone on, you've walked away, you've slowly drifted from that relationship. You know, it'd be my privilege to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus today, to receive God's love and his grace and his forgiveness because God loves you and Jesus died for you. And so I'm gonna pray a prayer. And if you're wanting to respond then all I ask is that you just echo that prayer in your heart. It's a prayer of accepting Jesus as Lord over your life. And if you pray this prayer, then I please encourage you to make sure you get in contact with us so that we can help you on that journey. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith and help you walk this new life that Jesus has purchased for you. So let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that you are a loving father. 
that all things are possible with you. I thank you, Jesus, for the price you paid on the cross. Thank you that my debt is paid in full and I can now walk in the freedom you purchased for me. I accept you as Lord and Saviour. I turn from my sin, from my old way of doing things and I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and fill me right now. Thank you that I am forgiven, I am set free and I choose today to walk in your ways for me. And Lord, for all of us, we again say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you made a way where there was no way. Thank you that you are our Redeemer. You are our Lord. Thank you for the cross. Thank you that now all authority in heaven and on earth is yours, that you have won the victory. You've defeated sin and death. Thank you for the hope that we now carry and the new life we have in you. We give you all the glory, all the honour, and all the praise forever and ever. Amen. Amen.